Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the cast that drips blood. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the table is... Maniac Mike. And we're uh, we're here and uh, doing a podcast a little bit late at night. Uh, decided to do the podcast after work. Uh, some good times for sure. Uh, just figured we'd kind of spice up the old routine. It's a good good idea to do every once in a while, especially with uh, you know mostly staying at home, you know, because of all the crap going off again and all that good stuff. But uh, maniac Mike, what have you been watching? Well, I've been kind of lazy this week, and I haven't watched too much. Uh, since we recorded last, um, I did watch the original Evil Dead. That is a horror classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like comfort food. You know, it, it's just one of the movies you can kind of turn on. It's familiar. And uh, you can just always have a good time with it. Uh, sure. Yeah, no, I'm that one for whatever reason, is, uh, um, I have a good time with it for sure. It's one of my favorite movies. But I also find it really, like, harsh in a way. Because... Um, Every time I watch it, I feel exhausted when I'm done with it because it's such yeah. a such a uh, journey of like just graphic violence. I mean, it's fun at the same time. It's a perfect blend. It's really a midnight movie. It's, I can't imagine someone falling asleep to the Evil Dead, you know. But uh, it, it's one of those things where like I remember the first time I watched that, I felt fatigued when I watched it. I was like, yep. man, the the gorilla filming style. You know what you know what I mean mm-hmm. of. The way they kind of revolutionized filming styles, to be yeah. totally honest. Um, it's really cool to see. I mean, yeah, it's mm-hmm. rudimentary and kind of, you know, outdated now. But at the time and on the budget they were working with, it was some fantastic stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I still think there's some actually some pretty cool filmmaking and, and uh, shots and stuff like that. Some inventive stuff that they did with it. I, I love The Evil Dead. It's fantastic film. It's, it's probably my favorite of the bunch um, anymore. But they're all great, really. So yeah. you can't go wrong. It's a toss-up between one and two for me. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow, today, it's one just because I rewatched it. But I can rewatch yeah. two tomorrow, and two will be my new favorite. Sure. Um, but rewatch that. Um, you know, like I said, it's a horror classic. Um, I think I re- I forgot to log it down on Letterbox because I've been a tad bit lazy here lately. I think I gave <laughs> it like a nine out of ten one time whenever I reviewed it. Uh, but it is a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the only other movie I watched was a brand new movie. It's a uh, Shutter exclusive, and that is 2020s, directed by Rob Savage, and that's called the art was just called Host. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much friends meet up on a Zoom call, and uh, you know they're in quarantine, mm-hmm. and um, they kind of do like weekly events and hangouts on Zoom. Well, this week's weekly event was they got kind of this psychic and you know, and they were going to do a seance over Zoom. And 
as horror fans, we can see where that's going to go. Yeah. And it does, it goes exactly where you think it's going to go, but it's oddly so well done. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, them incorporating kind of what we're all going through now. I know mm -hmm. I've been on a zoom call or two at work. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, my wife does them on almost a daily basis now. Mm -hmm. And so to see kind of a horror movie set in what we do now on a daily basis, it was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it had, it, it was really good intention and it did have a jump scare too, but that's to be expected with a film like this. See, I think they work when you're doing something this like stripped to the bone, Yeah, you know, I, and that's not saying that's a bad thing. Sometimes you need to get to your basics and make a horror film in that way. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it does have some jump scares, but I think for the style of filmmaking, it's perfect for this yes. because I mean, that's how it would be. Yeah, and, and you said it best. It is stripped down. It's a no-frills movie. Mm -hmm. It's an hour long. It is so tight and concise. That might I, be the best thing about this movie. Yeah. Because I mean, you can't not recommend it, honestly. I can't. I mean, worst case scenario, you waste an hour instead of like yep. two hours of your time. I mean, if, if you don't like it, your investment in it is so low at yep. that point. But I, I, I have a hard time feeling like you're not going to enjoy yourself with this one. Yep. There's no content, anything like that. It's pretty safe horror film, really. Yep. There, there's some blood and some violence in it, yeah. but um, yeah, there, there, there is no nudity to speak of. There's a little mm -hmm. bit of language. Um, but even it's really not all that bad. No. I mean, this is this this would get this. I think Steady Steve seal of approval for sure. I think he would like it. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of liken it to the first Paranormal Activity, you know, because sure. it's kind of different you know, in its approach. Yeah. Uh, it's familiar and the same as a lot of other movies we've seen, mm -hmm. but it's a little bit different approach to that sure. same type of filming. And it also kind of harkens back to old style filming of kind of shadows and sounds mm -hmm. and things moving around in the background. Yeah. I, and I really dig those old style frights like that. Um, Hell House did mm -hmm. the same thing, yeah. you know, shadows, sounds, um, you know, I, I can't speak enough good things. I gave host an eight out of 10. Mm -hmm. Um, and my first line says it all. It says it's a solid, no frills, tension filled cyber slasher. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, that, is, that. That's that's good. Good way to put it for sure. Yep. And it's solid. It's on Shutter right now. It just debuted. I think July thirtieth. Yeah. It's it's. It, I just watched it this week. I think, and I think that was the week it came out. I yep. look every Thursday anymore for Shutter Originals because every week they're pumping out something great. Yeah. Every week, it's something else, and I'm like, man, their their output's insane. Oh yeah, uh, Shutter's making some great content right now, or you know, bringing in some great content. Yeah, I, I kind of hate it when I see people comment stuff like, "I only subscribe to Shutter for Joe Bob," and I'm like, "You're wasting five dollars oh, then, because yeah. you, I mean, not not that Joe Bob isn't worth the price alone, but he's worth the price. Then you get the the icing on the cake with some of the best horror films of the year. Period. Yep. You know, and this is one of them. The only, the only thing I hold against this movie, obviously I didn't hold it back on its score, would be like on a personal level, would be because I see this movie getting so much hype, and I, and I know that the movies that I'm going to be talking about are a little bit more divisive, but Unfriended is pretty much the same thing, honestly. I, to me, I, I, I've, I've been a huge fan of those movies for, for a while, mm -hmm. and neither one of them got the credit I think they deserve. And then this one comes out and everyone loves it, and I'm like, what? I mean, I could say that this one in some ways is better than the first one. The first Unfriended. I think the second Unfriended is better, actually. That second Unfriended affected me. 
I still haven't watched that second Unfriended. Um, and I did watch about half of the first one. And what really, to be totally honest, kind of bugged me about the first one was that teenage drama element. Sure. And, I mean, and this one it. has slightly older characters. I mean, they still mess with each other and joke with each other. Yeah. But anymore, I, I can't relate to kind of that teenage comedy now. Sure. Um, you know, it'd be like somebody that's 18 or 19 now watching a teenage comedy from the 80s or 90s. They're not going to relate to it. You know, and, and sure. they, might not, they may not find it funny. And I just didn't jive with it. Sure. I mean, I get it. I, I would re really recommend finishing Unfriended, the yep. first one, because it does pay off. And I think it has a, a reason for the way they're acting the way they are. And I think it has a good payoff. But I, I hear what you're saying. That's kind of what I talked about in my review of it. I think it has less of the, the teen drama stuff. But the second one has even less. And that second one is dark, too. So yep. I hate to make a review of the second Unfriended. I've talked about it a ton. But that's the only thing I could hold against it is like, because... Frankly, Unfriended in its own way is about as effective mm. of a movie, in my opinion. Like, it freaked me out about as much. And that second one's really good. And I just never seen any hype for either one, really, except for just limited crowds. And this one comes out, and, I'm, and everyone's like, yeah, this is one of the best horror movies of the year. I'm like, where were y'all at? <laughs> yeah. You know? Because no one saw Unfriended Dark Web, I don't think. Um, I don't know very many people who talk about it at all. Yeah. Um, another good kind of cyber terror horror movie, Searching. Yeah, that one's really good um, too. Searching is amazing. Now it's more of the thriller kind of. Yeah, it's hardly it. horror, but it is it's really a, effective. Yeah, the Searching is really really good, and that's another one that's done all through like you know Yahoo mm. and Skype and and stuff mm. like that. So good stuff. Uh, yeah, the the cyber horror is bringing it. Yeah, it's a smart thing. And I mean, this movie probably was made on an extremely limited budget. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. Uh, and it just continues to show why horror is so successful. It's because I think people, you know, can only see so much explosions, big action, mm -hmm. you know, before wanting to see something stripped back to its bones of like filmmaking, of what filmmaking was created at, at its core. You know, here soon we're getting Mulan. I know that that's yep. actually getting now a vod mm -hmm. release yeah that's what i heard um it's a bit controversial since and we have enough time i think it's interesting that it's a 30 dollars price point but i actually don't have a problem with it personally i don't I, either i think people are going to complain because it's 30 dollars in addition to your disney plus subscription but at the same time i think this price is meant to be okay you're paying the premium to watch it early if you want to watch it yep. early Watch it with your friends. You get to keep the movie. There you go. And that's my plan is I'm going to get you and Steve together and we're going to chip in yep. and watch the movie. And I think it's going to be a great movie. And at 10 bucks a pop or yep. something like that, then it's perfect. That's a movie ticket. Yeah, exactly. It ain't no big deal at that point. Now, if you're mm -hmm. one person paying 30 bucks for that movie, well, I, I would ask you, you know, maybe rethink that. Yeah. You know, but like you just said, you, you hit the nail on the head. And for kids, you know, because that's, yeah. that's a movie that, that people are, <clears throat> you know, kids are home. And uh, families are going to be showing their kids, you know, for sure. You know, and that's a perfect movie for that. And then with the buy, you know, they can watch it again. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a movie hopefully is good enough to watch again. I think it's going to be great. That movie really does look good. Yep. Um, so. I'm, uh, man, this stupid COVID-19. Because I just want to watch Bill and Ted already. Okay. 
It's coming, I think, on VOD. That got VOD, too, I think. I, I never heard anything official. Fingers crossed. I, I mean, I, I kind of go want to go see that in the theater. That's one of the movies that I, I traditionally I know I don't I make have, it to the theater a bunch. I have a feeling it wouldn't even make it down here, weirdly. Because the, the weird thing is, like, the budget of that seems pretty limited. Like, it almost yeah. seems like that Jay and Silent Bob reboot type. You know, we're going to appeal to our niche crowd, and that's about what we're going to get. You know, you know, but I don't know. It's possible it'd be big enough to get it. Yeah, I, I want to. I just want to see Bill and Ted already. Okay. Oh, I do too. Because I, 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 I love the first two movies. I, I know a lot of the second one's kind of divisive. A lot of people don't like it, and that fits in with our theme today. And we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. But um, you know that that first one is a kind of a comedy classic, and the second one I still love as well. Yeah, I think it's got a lot of charm to it. So, anyways, back on track. Uh, that's all I've been watching. Evil Dead Two. <laughs> it's a great movie and uh, host a brand new um, Shutter film. So, Sweet. obviously, check them both out. They're they're both great and worth a watch. Yeah. Well, um, as far as what I've been watching, I've been watching a crap ton of sports. Been pretty busy with some car uh, events going on, but uh, a lot of NHL. Um, they're back. But I did squeeze in a couple movies. Uh, I want to talk about The Soul Collector, the new IFC Midnight movie. Um, it just got a DVD release. And uh, this one's getting – this is another one that is a slow burner that gets that initial big boom of people love it. And then you get the next wave of people who come in with different expectations and then they hate it. Yeah. And there's people like me who come out and then eventually are like, Okay, I loved it. I'll be, from my perspective, I loved it. I think it's a great film. And um, it is a little slow, but I like the folk horror aspect of it. It's yeah. an African kind of tale here where these people go out and they kind of go to this village. Um, and it's a white group and they go out there. And, you know, uh, weirdly, I hardly remember the, the motivation, but eventually they need help around the house. And there's a guy named Lazarus. Who the story is that he, I don't really want to spoil it, but he's kind of a soul collector in a sense. And he's got a bag and there's something in that bag. It's kind of creepy, but he goes around and he collects souls is what he does. And then when they move into the house, he had previously um, helped out the father. And so it goes into the story where Lazarus is now with the family, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, really great story with fantastic unique um revelations in it i could see some people thinking it's slow but it's just your that, that's something you're just gonna have to deal with with horror films today because they're not like the 80s where they're this you know roller coaster ride anymore they're they're more yeah. plotted like a typical film you know where you have your beginning you know you get a setup I, I didn't find it slow personally but i guess i could see it but i was fascinated with the story the whole time because it's got that like folklore type feel to it and it's fascinating um great great movie and um the emotional payoff is great because the characters all but one there's like a woman in the movie that you just really don't care about but everyone else you're like oh these characters are great they, they're written really well and especially lazarus where he's your typical bad guy because you know he collects souls and that's you know not good but you 100 percent understand it you're mm. like oh i get it you know that's a good villain in a way where you're able to see, I don't like, you know, some of the stuff he does, but I get it. Yeah. And uh, so it makes this story where, where you understand all the facets and there's a bunch of depth to it. Um, and I do recommend it. I think it's great. Cool. So, Sounds interesting. 
yeah, it's it's really worth watching. I, I rented it from Family Video, but I'd buy it. I, I was gonna buy it, um, but it wasn't available at Walmart. Any of them that I went to, so I had to rent it. And uh, I was pretty happy that I did. It's worth it's worth picking up. Actually, I would say this is a buy. One of the better, uh, a good standout movie of the year. And I think um, I think the majority of horror fans, especially the more limited budget fans, are gonna gonna enjoy it a lot. Cool. So, and then I watched uh, some Godzilla movies. So I watched uh, the original Godzilla, uh, which of course is a fantastic movie. Um, you know, much has been said about it. I can't really add much more to it. It's a movie that's less about Godzilla and more about Japan really healing from yep. the the bomb. You know, the uh, the atomic bomb that was dropped on them. You know, this is allegorical in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to that. And I watched the original Japanese release. There's nothing wrong with the American release, like with the added footage. I, I've just never really cared as much for that version. You know, it felt weird just having him in it just to get yeah. American audiences to watch it. And I'm like, ah, screw that kind of crap. But I get it at the time because American audiences just weren't watching anything if it didn't have the big list star, you know. Yeah. But today it's so much different. Um, but it's a great movie, great technical achievement. You know, some of it's a little cheesy for, you know, today's sake. But, I mean, in the 50s, man, this is some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. Fantastic music. um, Great creature, uh, of course. And uh, the great start to uh, Godzilla. It's hard to deny this one's classic status. I would argue that this is better than the original King Kong. Um, I would say this is probably, as far as, like, giant monster movies go, probably the best one, like, as far as the technical level goes. But, you know. Out of the old stuff, yes. Because Godzilla, I mean, I, I don't think it's too far out of the realm of possibility to say you know he is the original kaiju yeah and um you know look at the whole genre that was spawned out of that Mm -hmm. i mean especially when you get into the animated stuff Mm -hmm. uh, and then obviously live action i mean look at pacific rim one of the biggest surprised movies yeah in the last 20 years i picked up a clearance copy of that last week for eight bucks on 4k uh, the first or second one? First one. Uh, I've got. I've already got the second one on 4K. That's a good pickup. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a great movie. Um, but uh, then we watched Godzilla raids again. This one has a. Uh, That's what I haven't seen. Uh, this one has Anguirus in it, and it's still black and white. It still keeps a similar tone. It's not nearly as good. It's kind of the story where like a fighter pli- a pilot goes down, and then you know, his friend goes to rescue him and then they're on the island and somehow they didn't notice the sound of it. And then all of a sudden, whoa, peek through the mountains. And then there's Anguirus and Godzilla beating the fire out of each other. And you're like, how did you not hear that? Because, I mean, they're allowed. They don't shut up. You know, Anguirus is, his sound is based off of like a, if I remember correctly, um, a horn from like a a tank or a boat or Mm -hmm. something. Uh, and then, of course, Godzilla is similar to an alarm type thing, but with some different effects added in. Uh, but it, it's fascinating film. A good one. It's a little that one isn't nearly as good on its drama, so it does feel the pace a little bit more because the first one's mostly a drama. There's not a whole lot of Godzilla. But that second one, you're like, all right, it's a little slow sometimes because it's just not nearly as good. But it, it is a good time, especially if you like some giant monsters. And it's cool to see, because this is really where you start seeing, okay, this is where they're going to get the giant monsters yep. beating each other up type idea. And uh, then they ran with it. And then it, because frankly, like the first one, as much as I think is the best one, 
you know, it's not one that I revisit very often because I, I love the giant monsters fighting thing. That's oh, what yeah. I want to see. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, yeah, there's a lot of social commentary. And that's, that's part of the reason you like Godzilla, mm -hmm. you know, is the social commentary and stuff. But at the same time, you want to see some cool monsters. So a uh, very important question. When are you going to get to a Mothra movie on your uh, Criterion set? Pretty soon. Um, I think that might be uh, pretty quick. I know the next one's Godzilla versus King Kong, and then I think it's Mothra. All right. Mothra's my favorite. Mothra's cool, um, especially from the originals. Yeah. I like Mothra. Um, pretty weird freaking creature, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a giant fluffy moth. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. But cool. <laughs> Fighting, you know, an irradiated lizard. Yeah. There's some, I don't know where they came up with some of this <laughs> crap sometimes. Uh, leave it to the Japanese. Gotta love them. Yeah, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, no, I, that's uh, about all I've watched. Like I said, a lot of sports. I've been playing some Madden to prepare for the new Madden and the football season coming up because, you know, I'm lame like that. So that's all I've been watching. <laughs> all right. Um, so this week's feature topic, we're going to talk about some movies that we liked or even loved that necessarily didn't get the best reception. And, and I kind of took both critical response and kind of your average user response as well. Yeah. Um, and I know what some people are going to say. And we, me and David have talked about this many times. You know, we're part of some groups to where if it's a new horror movie, it automatically sucks. Because it's not from the 70s or 80s and it's yeah. not covered in blood, guts, gore, and boobs. Um, I, I'm not taking those opinions into account. Yeah. Because... Otherwise, then we would just list off all the great. Yeah, we would list today. off Fulci, Argento, and Romero movies and be done. Yeah. You know, Pretty because much. there's a lot of people that that's all they watch and that's all they. And I'm not talking bad about those people because Argento, Romero, Romero, and Fulci are some of the greatest directors of all time. Yeah. Um, arguably. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't take those opinions into mm -hmm. account. No, so. that makes sense. There's, I mean, the, the thing is when making a list like this, you're never going to be able to get all of the movies you've watched. Yeah. So mine are, I'm sure I'm leaving out a lot. I am too. Um, you know, but in looking at the, a topic like this, it was pretty fascinating to go through. And basically what I did was I, I took anything that I saw that had like below a certain like threshold on Letterboxd, like, because I think Letterboxd is a good middle ground. I do too. Because you get, you the, get, you get critics fans. and the fans. Yep. So I took that, and that's kind of what I did. And uh, anything 2.5 or below, um, I included on here. Or movies that I just knew hadn't, like, because some movies, honestly, on there, I think that, you know, the horror fans get a hold of, like us and the Ian Wests and, the and, and you know, the Tonys and, the, and all those guys. We overrate some of these movies. Like, let's be honest, Ghost House, uh, that'll show up on my list. That movie has a way higher score than it would normally have. Because of all of us, because of all of us that love that movie so much are way overselling that movie. Yeah. And there's some poor freaking, you know, person like like Steve who goes to watch that movie based on the reviews on Letterboxd goes, What the f is this? He would hate that movie. <laughs> I love it though. It, yeah. it is off the wall wacky. I'm fun. not dissing. I'm just saying yeah. it, that, that's another thing because it, it was hard on some of these because there is that side of it where, you know, by 
is it it's underrated in a way by horror fans, but it's overrated by horror fans at the same time. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of it because I love how weird it is. Yeah. But I mean, that, that was kind of the weird thing with the list. I'll let you start off on yours for sure. All right. Um, and, and these are in no particular order. Oh, yeah. Um, these are just some of them that whenever we were talking about this subject that instantly came to mind. And some of these may not be hated by the general audience, but they're just very, very divisive. Yeah, there's a lot of that too. You know, um, you know, Black Coat's Daughter comes to mind. Sure. I, I gave that movie a 9 out of 10, mm -hmm. but it was built as this, you know, horror, satanic, demonic film. Mm -hmm. And then people watched it from what I can see in a lot of, and, and it, which this one is still scored very high. Mm-hmm. But there was a large part of the mainstream that was like, that movie was boring. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and it was in the marketing. Mm -hmm. um, That's true. Uh, a lot of it, modern movies come down to that. Yeah. The um, Witch was the same way. It was just marketed way bad. Yeah, I don't even know if it's bad necessarily. I think it's, we're seeing a new form of horror, yeah. if it makes any sense. And, and they may and, not know how to market it. And there's that. And at the same time, you're just not going to vibe with everybody today. Yep. You know, these types of movies just aren't for a lot of today's audiences. Yep. I, we, we've talked about how low our, many of our attention spans are because of the way entertainment's digested, mm -hmm. you know, in these 10-minute intervals. These movies where you're pretty much forced to sit down and pay attention and, you know, sit through an hour and a half for, you know, 20 minutes of, quote-unquote, the goods and the rest is a buildup. To me, that's great, but to a lot of people, they just don't want to sit through it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That that's you know you got Black Coat's Daughter, mm -hmm. The Witch. Yeah. Was the same way. It was just the marketing was not very representative of the, the actual product. Sure. Um, and e I've even heard that about The Lodge. Those yeah. didn't quite make my list because I think even to like hardcore film fans, mm -hmm. they would even appreciate that movie. Yeah. Um. But I'm I'm mainly going to talk to other horror fans on my list, okay? Because I've got some movies on here that some horror fans liked them, and then others hated them. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start out with one of my personal favorite movies. Okay, it's a Friday the Thirteenth film. Uh oh, and Jason takes Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. Dang. You are correct. I almost thought about putting that on here. Um, that, everyone does hate that movie. Yeah, everybody hates it. I love that film. Um, yes, I get that you only get to see Jason running amok in New York City for, yes, the last 20 minutes. Uh, it's more of Jason takes on a boat. but Which I, I say to that, why would you rather see Jason in Manhattan than on a boat? Because Jason on a boat is pretty hoss. Yeah. And Jason on, in Manhattan isn't all that hoss, actually. <laughs> when he gets to Manhattan, there's some cool stuff. But most of it's him wandering around a strangely desolate version of Manhattan because I guess they couldn't afford the extras. Yep. Um, so I'd rather see him on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kane Hodder tells some funny stories about filming Jason uh, Takes I guarantee Manhattan. It. Uh, but even to a lot of horror fans, that movie is very divisive, mm -hmm. and I personally dig it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, so... Next one, I'm going to go to a newer one, and this one's even kind of divisive between the two people sitting here, and that's Brightburn. Ah, I like Brightburn, man. I dug it. it if Superman was an evil kid, this is kind of what I pictured it as. 
The movie's not perfect. No. By any means, but it is a good time. This is on the rewatch pile. Um, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I guess my expectations were high. A lot higher, maybe. Because when I went to see this, I was really anticipating to love it. And then I was like, ah, I don't know. So I was just slightly disappointed. I think it's probably where my negativity comes from. And I get it, you know. Um, But I I dig Brightburn. And uh, I I knew that one would be a little bit divisive even amongst the the people here. Um, The next one, I'll stick with another one. And this is the one, uh, a one that David beat the drum on. And be totally honest, I kind of listened to some of the crowd and and avoided it. And then David got it for me for Christmas. And then I watched it. Uh, And that's The Prodigy. Oh, yeah, that's on my list, too. I Um, agree, 100%. That's a good, solid, mean movie. That's why why people didn't like it. Yeah. Frankly, is is that the movie made a lot of people uncomfortable. It's mean. This is not at all, I think. And, yeah, you could say it's a bit derivative. I I don't think it – I think it adds a lot to the killer kid type subgenre. I agree. And, And, you know, I mean, I guess you could say The Omen or whatever did it better, but Frankly, I'm not as big on the omen as many are either. I'm not either. And that's a bit of an unpopular. Maybe another episode for another time. Movies that are very well regarded that I don't care as much for. And the omen is pretty high up there, actually, for me. Great minds think alike because I was thinking part two to this episode, that exact (laughs) subject next time we get together. Yeah, that'll work. So The Prodigy, I I like that film. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I have no problems with it. It's Again, it's not perfect. Sure. But the, it got pooped on a lot, yeah. and I don't think it deserved all of the all of the crap thrown its way. I agree. I'm I'm down with that. Um, so the next one. So my next movie, it's even going to be a little bit divisive between us, uh, and this is in the controverse. Mm. It's going to be the nun. Mm. Uh, it's not the best entry in that series. And I only gave it a 6 out of 10. Mm. But I liked the setting of it. And I do too. It was kind of effective for me. It, it kind right. of, it felt like the knockoff Italian films that, that we love. Now that I can agree with. Uh, that was one thing that I said when I watched that movie. I'm like, this feels like an Italian horror film, actually. And um, I, I don't know, it, it was the, I, ju- I just didn't vibe with much of this movie. Because of where it eventually went. Yeah. But I, I think that just killed it. And I, I didn't find it as scary as I wanted it to be. But I do agree. There's merit here. I could see why it has its fans. Yep. Um, and the next one, it's kind of not a horror movie, but kind of is. You could call it a feature, a creature feature. And uh, David, I know you even dig this one. And I know Steady Steve's like this. Uh, the Netflix film, Bright. With Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of included that because it's kind of got that that fantasy element. And it Mm -hmm. is a little bit of a horror movie. Sure. Um, You know, it's got some creatures in it, stuff like that. This movie absolutely got pooped on bad. Mm -hmm. And honestly, this is a pretty entertaining movie. Yeah, it ain't bad at all. And if you watch it, it has some pretty good social commentary in it as well of acceptance and... Yeah, you know, a, a class-based society and stuff like that, and trying to break that. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of people, a lot of things that a lot of people should like. And this movie just got panned. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. It's not the greatest thing ever, but it's also not the worst thing ever. I think most people have turned on air. I mean, for in a way, good reason though. I mean, his movies are all getting very samey, if that makes any sense. They're all this grungy, you know, mm -hmm. gangster type movie. And you're like, all right, man. You know, like I could only see this a few too many times. I liked Bright. It's a movie, frankly, that I forgot about. But yeah. I get, yeah, yeah, I dig the movie. You know, I'd say it's an underrated movie. But it's just not one that I, I think about very often. But, I yeah. mean, that's a lot of movies. Yep, I was just going through my watch list. And I was like, hey, you know, that's a pretty good movie. And mm-hmm. it got dicked on. So It did. Um, I like that movie. Uh, the next one. And this one kind of got panned for a totally different reason. And this one got panned, I think, not trying to be mean, but how religious it actually was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is The Crucifixion. I agree with that one for sure. I love this film. Yeah, that movie's great. You look on Letterboxd and it averages like a one star. Gosh, I don't get that at all. Um, And this is a highly effective movie. And yes, it is a religious movie at heart. It, it truly turns is. into a faith and family film. Legit. Yeah, it does. But it is still effective, and it's still scary. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I don't get the hate. I, I think that there's, you know, obviously reasons why, you know, some of the crowd would dislike, you know, some of the representation mm-hmm. in the movie. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't see a problem with it, and I think it's an effective film that's actually really well made. I agree. The uh, the location and the filming are, mm-hmm. are really nice in that movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Some effective scares, solid acting, a really cool story mm-hmm. That's a does something unique with an exorcism tale that you just don't see very often. Yep. So I've talked about a few newer movies, so I'm going to go to some older stuff real quick. Okay. Um, all right, this one comes from another one of the big franchises from the 80s. Dang. This is Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Oh. Dream Child. Oh. Trust me, I know it's got its haters, but I love this movie. It's not. This one's good. I don't have a problem with it. I, I would say that this is not the obvious pick for underrated movies um, in that franchise, but I get it. Yeah, um, you know, the, and there are some obvious picks, you know, two being one of the standouts. You uh, might hear that later. But I've always kind of liked two as well. I mean, so that one could go on the list as well. Um, but five has always, I'm excluding one because that, that movie is a cut above the rest. Yeah, you can't include that on an underrated list. That yeah. movie's, if anything, overrated, actually, yeah. as much as I love it. Um, one is, is I'm excluding I almost hold it separate from the whole franchise sure. um, just because it is good and um, it is a cut above the rest. So you look at the rest of them and two has always had its cult fans. It, it's kind of like a season of the witch Halloween three. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I've always liked two. I've always liked three. I've always liked four, but five is actually my second favorite of the franchise behind the first one. Mm-hmm. And whenever I talk to people, they're like, "Are you sure you're not meaning Dream Warrior?" I'm like, "No, I'm talking about Dream Child." So I love that movie. Um, it's got some really cool trippy visuals in it. It does that, and it's like the director was on acid while while kind of doing this film. I mean, and it's not as trippy as some of the 
well, even the next uh, entry into that franchise. But oh, now that one I don't like. That one started getting a cult following, and that I don't. I'm not down with that one getting a cult following. Yeah. It doesn't have it coming. I'm sorry. That movie's just kind of bad. Yeah, but uh, Nine Run Elm Street Five Dream Child. It's my favorite of the franchise, that other than the first one. And it, it kind of gets pooped on a little bit, even amongst horror fans. Yeah, I, I kind of dig it. I'm not I'm not on the level you are with it, but I, I do kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, the next one I'll talk about, and this one, uh, this one's going to be very divisive. Uh-oh. Because this movie does get pooped on a lot. But it is a fantastic film with a fantastic message. message. And we just recently talked about this film on one of our recent podcasts. And it's a movie that we have both watched here recently. And that's Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, yeah, yeah. It does get crapped on a lot. I thought about putting that on this list. Yeah. Um, and even amongst... And you cannot like the film for reasons. And I'm not talking to those people. If you don't like the film because of the animal violence and the rape and stuff like that in it, I support that. You know, you do you. I'm not going to bash that. But... I'm talking about the people that say, well, this is just, just a garbage horror movie. I mean, there's better cannibal movies out there. And I'm like, no. Have, have you seen a lot of cannibal movies there, buddy? I've seen pretty much every cannibal film. And yeah. not a single one of them even touches a candle to this. There's a lot of them I like. This one, it's a cut above the rest. Yes. This is a cut above the rest of a lot of extreme horror movies. And mm-hmm. I'd say it's probably the pinnacle of extreme. Because it, it combines, it's offensive, it's extreme. I mean... And it holds up today. It does. You know, I mean, obviously, if you're going into it with this hardened idea of, yeah, I could take it, you know, I mean, you're going to make it through okay. Yeah. It's not like Serbian film where you might, your life might alter if you watch that movie, you know, if you're not the right crowd for that movie. But, you know, I agree with you. It's so, it is underrated. Yep. So, um, we'll keep with the old stuff. Okay. And, uh, my favorite of this franchise, and there's now three of them, uh, Pet Cemetery 2. We've got some uh, overlap. I got this one on there, too. Oh, nice. Great minds think alike. Um, I always loved this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ever since I watched it when I was real young back in the 90s, I don't know, there was just something about this movie that appealed to me. And uh, I guess because one of the main characters was a little fat, kind of, you know, <laughs> underrated kid. And well, that was kind of me. Uh, but, uh, so there, there was oh just gosh. something about this movie that appealed to me and I really dig Pet Cemetery too, but even amongst horror fans, it kind of has its people that don't like it. A lot of people don't like yep. it. Um, this was one that people were kind of confused with the screen release on and I'm glad I kind of revisited it when that came out Yep, and uh, I think it's great. Yep. It's me too. Um, we'll go to another newer movie before I get into a couple that. I might get some hate for um, Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah. Uh, this is another Netflix horror movie, and I can see why people don't like this movie. <laughs> the characters are flat out annoying, but they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, th- there's a difference between a movie going in, giving you characters to be annoyed at, and a movie accidentally giving you characters to sure. be annoyed at. These, uh, these characters, they're pretentious, you know, but that is the character that they're portraying, yeah. and it's there for a reason. Um, and I enjoyed seeing some of these cliche characters on screen mm-hmm. and 
it had honestly some really cool kills in it. It has some of the most inventive kills in any horror movie that's yeah. come out recently. Just period. It really does. That 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 spherical piece of art where you reach your hand in and yeah. it's supposed to feel different to every person. And then it just absolutely obliterates somebody. Yeah, it's it, awesome. It feels different for them. Yep. Yep. That one definitely felt different. And uh, <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, trust me, I get it. Some people were annoyed with the characters, but you were supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. I, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I'm going to, my last two, um, Child's Play 3. Um, again, this is one of my favorites of the franchise. I know it's kind of like the black sheep because uh, a lot of people love one. A lot of people love two. A lot of people love bride. A lot of people love even the newest one, Colt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and yes, I like all of them as well. But Child's Play 3 for me, and it was the military school setting that was kind of cool. Um, I I, I don't know why, just because I guess because you didn't really see that a whole bunch in a horror film, you know, that's true, a very structured society that you think is there to protect you and be protected. And then you throw a little killer doll in there and just run amok and totally upends everything on its ear. You like if you like a military or real strict type uh, school setting, you need to watch Evil Speak as well. Yes, I do want to see that movie. Evil Speak is highly worth watching. And then um, this one won't be a secret to anybody who has listened to us for a while. Uh, and it's my last one. Um, that's a <coughs> four. Um, oh, sorry. <coughs> four. Oh, okay. Uh, Critters four. Oh, um, oh. This movie gets a lot of hate. The and whole Critters franchise, except for two, gets all the hate in the world. I, yeah, I agree. It is an underrated franchise, in my opinion. Even though it has some stuff I don't like, but I don't like Critters Attack. I, I was not the biggest fan of that film. It is on my rewatch pile, though, to rewatch. So I want to give that movie a fair shake. All right. Um, but Critters 4, there's just something so absurd, and it's out there. Quite literally, it's in, it's Critters in Space, but I love that As film. As crazy as the movie is, I wish it was a little crazier. That's all my only problem with it. I agree. It could be crazy. I think Dude. it's cool. I, I find it funny and, and entertaining. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the bunch. Um, I, I don't think I like it as much as you do, but I do find it enjoyable. Yep. I just wish it was just that tad bit crazier. Yep. Yeah, throw, throw some crazy that two had, but put it in space. Yeah, or really, in my opinion, as, as many people, which I actually have the Critters franchise on, the whole franchise on my list is uh, that series that came out on Shutter that everyone hated. <laughs> the, sh- the series was good. Dude, I liked that. I did too. I did not get why everyone hated that so bad. I I, I don't get it. Although, I mean, yeah, it's cheesy looking, but uh, you don't come. I don't know what people expected this to be, the Halloween reboot yeah. for Critters. I mean, no. It, it's just not going to work that way. Although I will say that they missed a golden opportunity and there is a pun intended with saying golden by not putting a little blonde wig on the president critter yeah you know what i mean just to that would have laughed my butt off yeah you know and yes that's an obvious presidential joke they they wouldn't it would be the best joke i guess they wanted to avoid it to stay safe but i I understand but i I think they just kind of missed an opportunity there to crack a really good joke it probably would have been pretty funny um so that's my list. Uh, okay. Just, just no, some great movies list. that I, I like that kind of 
they, they, they kind of get uh, some shade thrown at them. Well, heck yeah. I've got a, a fairly lengthy list, but one that I'm going to get through as uh, quickly as I can. And uh, that'll be starting off as Extro 3 um, in the franchise. I think Extro is an underrated franchise anyway. Uh, but Extro 3 in particular gets crapped on a lot. Uh, but I do like it. And then my next one is Hobgoblins, uh, a creature feature that I think has a so bad it's good crowd to it. But a lot of people actually just hate it. And uh, that, that's kind of sad. Hobgoblins is cute. I do like that movie. Um, Scare Package is a recent movie uh, that I watched that I think doesn't really quite deserve the hate it got. It got a lot of hate. Um, a lot of people don't like uh, Scare Package, but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, up next, another fairly new movie is Candy Corn. Everyone seems to hate that movie, and uh, I'm a little bit higher on it. Uh, but Candy Corn's actually a lot of fun. It has a good villain. I think a good story. Um, I do like Candy Corn. It is a lot of fun. And uh, for the budget they were working with, I, I want to see what they can do next. Yeah, I, I dug Candy Corn. I watched it again recently, and I, I still don't get the hate for that movie. Um, and then up next, Evil Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Everyone hates it. Uh, everyone likes the real late entries in the franchise, and I think they suck. This is the best one, in my opinion. Uh, that The first three are all fun. I mean, they are just <laughs> as low budget as it gets. They're bottom of the barrel entertainment, they're, but they're fun. Uh, there's something about these carefree attitude movies that anytime I'm in a bad mood, I can put them on and enjoy it. Nice. Pit Cemetery 2 is on there for sure. A uh, great movie. Uh, we talked about it. Only God Forgives. Now, this movie now is highly regarded. But when it came out, all the reference films have been this way. And when they come out, mm -hmm. there's an initial wave of some people that love it. And then the masses hate it. Bad. Good choice, yeah. And then all of a sudden, now you look at the scores and everyone says this is like a divine masterpiece. I'm not trying to be that guy. But with every reference film, I've been there from day one going, this is a great movie. This is going to be a hit. And, you know, now I'm looking back at a bunch of people are reviewing it like, I didn't like this the first time. This was ahead of its time. And uh, really Neon good. Demon was the same way. It was. And, and I love that movie. We saw it on day one. Yep. I freaking loved it. And, um, you know, I, I love that movie. Good Gretel and Hansel. That was the one I chose from uh, Oz Perkins. Uh, I thought about the Black Coat's Daughter. Um but this one is definitely getting some divided reactions, more so divided than, than just normally mm -hmm. bad. But I've seen some horrible reviews for this thing, and um, I, I think it's a great movie. Uh, Veronica is another one. Oh, gosh. I happen to like it. You're the fired. I, I, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. It's horrible. But I do find it very entertaining. I really do. I, I watch this movie a lot. Uh, <laughs> so Veronica is oh, on Oh, my this. gosh. Girl on the Third Floor, a surprisingly good low-budget horror movie. Check that one out. Nightmare Cinema, decent horror anthology. Gets crapped on all the time. Anything Rob Zombie I put on there. He does get crapped on a lot. All the time. He, people hate Rob Zombie, and he seems to just have a group of fans that just love everything he puts out. I guess I'm on that list. I, I don't know. I love his movies. I love his style. I love that grindhouse -y, type vibe that so many people replicate, but I think only zombie really gets right, you know, in a way. 
he does have his own certain style and you can tell a Rob Zombie film from anybody else. Yeah. Uh, I may not always gel with his style depending on what yeah. movie it is. Well, I gotta say he's a lot of his movies. They're pretty good. I mean, yeah. Halloween two, very good. Oh yeah. Dude, that um, one's great. You know, the devil's reject is arguably probably his best film. Yeah. I would say on a technical level, it's hard to deny how good devil's rejects is. That yeah. one seems to be the one that people like, you yeah. know, generally. But even as far as like House of a Thousand Corpses, I remember yep. the first time I watched that. Actually, it wasn't all that long ago, like three, four years ago. I think I was texting you. First time I watched it, I kind of didn't like it. And then mm -hmm. I texted you. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really like it. And I texted you the next day. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to watch it again. And then I did like the next yeah. day because it just wouldn't, you know, leave my mind. And then I'm like, oh, that was great. You know, it's I not a bad it. movie. You know, and, and um, you know, ever since it's been like that for me. The first time I watch a Rob Zombie movie, I generally. I'm disappointed with it. And then the second time, for whatever reason, I like it. So I guess I need to revisit Three from Hell again, probably. Because I'd probably like it more the second time. The Convent. Some non-sploitation action. Good stuff. <laughs> Treehouse. A lot of the uh, End of the Dark series gets crapped on, but they're good. Um, I, a lot of them are people that want more horror. Yeah. You know, they're not horror heavy. Uh, the Hell House LLC sequels, two and three both, are very well hated. Um, yep. I uh, I severely dislike the second entry. I like the second one. Uh, I think the third one's better. Um, uh, yeah, same here. But I, I don't think that even the third one deserves the hate that it gets. Um, I don't know really why necessarily. I mean, some of them are the quality is a little shaky, but it, um, it was it was there was a step down in quality in two, um, and I didn't like some of the characters that you know uh, that they brought in. Yeah, and where the first one. I almost believed that this was real, but in the second one, you could you could tell like the 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 news the the news anchors that they had and the talk show. That's true. You you could tell that. Yeah, you and, can and see I'm, the cracks in it. Yeah, sure. I know it's a low budget film, but whereas the first one was so believable, the second one just kind of wasn't. And then yeah. the third one, it went back to okay. I be, I almost believe that this is really happening. Yeah. Okay, I get that. St. Agatha, uh, another pretty decent non-sploitation flick. The Fanatic with uh, John Travolta, another b more bad movie, but actually has quality to it. And I'm going to say, watch this and The Joker. They would make a fantastic double feature because they're very similar movies. And frankly, there's elements of The Fanatic that I think would be, that do it better than The Joker. Not that they're better movies at all. But Fred Durst, as much as I hate to give him any credit, because I freaking, I, frankly, I hate the guy. And I hate every mu music and song he's ever made. But uh, to give him credit, there's some great ideas here that if it would have been included in The Joker, I think maybe even would have made that movie better. Like There's just elements of that movie where you're like, that's a cool idea, you know. Um, Allow me to say with that movie, it's all about the he said, she said, bullish. I agree. You better quit talking that crap. <laughs> or you're leaving with a fat lip. But either way, uh, 47 meters down, uncaged. Love that movie. Some shark exploitation action. I knew that Good was going to be on your list. Silent Hill. Freaking love that movie. Uh, it's getting its crowd now. But mm -hmm. uh, some of these I, I look back and I'm like, yeah, that movie was hated originally. Everyone hated that movie when it came out. I'm like, man, I like that movie. Me included. I, yeah. I didn't like it. I yeah, think you I gave me the DVD because yep. you didn't like it at all. And then the Screen Factory came out with a 
really great Blu-ray. And I think it does that movie justice. I, I really do. I think it actually improves the quality. Because you get to see the movie in, I think it's intended, yeah. HD format. And it looks great in that way. And it's, I think it was ahead of its time. Because, you know, at that time, there wasn't this focus on atmosphere and the dread that, that mm-hmm. Silent Hill brought. And this movie brought it in droves. And you watch it today and you're like, I'm surprised this didn't catch on at the time, but I really do think it's that it's more of the new style of filmmaking and it was just ahead of its time. It's another movie that whenever I rewatched your screen factory of it, which I did change my mind on it. I, yeah. I like the film now, um, but it's another movie. I got a heavy Italian influence or heavy, heavy oh, Italian yeah. vibe from kind of that, that substance over, you yeah. know, uh, mm-hmm. you I, know, I'm down with that. The, the flash over the substance on that. And yeah, I say it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sometimes a remaster really helps a, a watch of a movie too. It, it can do that. The Critter sequels. There you go. Wacko. Man, I'm surprised that people either love or hate this movie to the point to where you sold me your copy of the movie. Yes, I, I did. did. I love it. I love Wacko. There's something about this movie that I find hilarious. Uh, I reference it quite a bit. Um, um, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if what the sense of humor is that you either hate it or you really like it. Yeah. I find it funny for some reason. Uh, the Wicker Man, the new one. I'm going to vouch for that movie. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. Nope. It's so bad it's funny in a lot of ways. Don't get me wrong. But this actually is a quality film in a lot of ways. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, the setting, say what you want about Nick Cage, but he's actually putting on a really good performance. The setting is kind of creepy. It's effective in a way. It's mm-hmm. easy to make fun of because of how weird it is. And yes, I do make fun of it. But at the same time, I'm looking at it and I go, it's not perfect, but there's quality here. You know, yeah. there's a lot of quality here. Um, I almost put that on my list, but I would have bet my paycheck I knew it was going to be on yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like that movie a lot. The Pumpkinhead sequels. I like all of them. Uh, those get crapped on a lot. Um, but they're all pretty cool. I think the second one, people kind of miss that Ed Harley, you know, uh, kind of connection. It felt like that typical sequel of like it didn't have anything to do with the first one. Mm-hmm. And that kind of disappointed some people, but I, I did like it. Blood Harvest, uh, the Tiny Tim horror clown film, which is really weird. And I get this one. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't get why people hate it. It really depends on your tolerance for like very cringy type uncomfortable horror but it's effective i like this movie i think it had a lot of cool things to say and i think it's a fascinating movie howling three with the marsupials um is on the list <laughs> i forgot about uh, that's that one, one you, you kind of convinced me to watch uh the prodigy another one ghoulies the original the two's well regarded everyone hates that first one everyone hates it and i think you're one of them too I'm, I'm, i like it i don't get it i like that mansion vibe i like the ghoulies you know they don't do anything they just sit around and shake but i don't freaking care i don't want them killing stuff as much i like because they're cute not necessarily because they're killing people you know I, I mean i know that sounds weird but it is what it is hellboy the new one everyone oh, hates yeah. that movie fun movie um really fun movie Night of a Thousand Cats, another one. I, I... oh no, <laughs> it's, it's this one's kind of bad, but I love this movie. I uh, you found a DVD copy of it, which I still to this day appreciate greatly and have no idea how you did. How that ended up in Missouri is beyond me, yeah. Um, and then I bought a VHS copy of it, yep. and uh, 
I'm glad I did that too. Uh, Sleepwalkers, keeping with the cat theme. Yeah. Really underrated. This movie's actually good though. And you could say the same about every Mick Garris movie actually, is that his movies went criminally underrated until recently where he's now kind of gotten the attention he deserves from his podcast and stuff. But this dude's great. Like really cool guy. I'll throw another cat exploitation, uh, uninvited. Yeah. That one gets crapped on. A lot yeah. too. And, and it deserves to be crapped on, but it's still a lot of fun. It is fun. Ghost house is yeah, on there. Love ghost house. Splatter university. That one, that one's a bit slow, mm. but I think is pretty fun. I actually enjoyed this one. Um, now we're getting into some pretty divisive ones. Mickey Keating and Darling. Uh, really anything Mickey Keating. People either love or hate his movies. Darling, there's a Carnage Park. Then there's a, one of his recent movies called Psychopaths. And um, Pod as well. Mm-hmm. People hate his movies sometimes. And a lot of people like him too. I'm in the boat of love his movies. I think that dude can't do any wrong. I love his style. He's weird. Um, his movies creep me out though. They're great. Um, and I think Darling's one of his best. That movie's really good. Um, here's one. You're going to love it. Kuso no, hit the gosh. list. I adore Kuso. I still I've need been, to watch it. I've been powering up for this movie to get a physical release forever. Uh, Shutter's been great about releasing everything else. Look, Shutter, we do a lot of free promotion. <laughs> we do. We do a lot. I, I've supported you guys a lot through the years. Including, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've told about Shutter and and just the amount of time I've had it. And I've had it since almost day one. If you could do one thing for me, if someone out there on Shutterland is listening, even if it's just for me, I, I get permission from Flying Lotus. I doubt he'd care. Seems like kind of dude he wouldn't. Please let me buy this movie. I frankly don't care how much I have to pay. It's this is the movie. This would be the holy grail for me. I would be willing to pay. Listen now, Shutter. I'd give you sixty dollars right now for even a standard, just terrible quality DVD, just to have a DVD of this movie. I would I'd be willing to pay it. I, I would. I love this movie. I want it on physical so bad because this is the movie that I show anyone who goes to my house and is like, show me something weird because everyone knows I love weird movies. I show them this movie and it's a fun time every time. People are grossed out. You get, you get sick from watching it, but it's funny and you get these moments. It's the perfect midnight movie in my opinion. Yeah. Cuz you can't fall asleep during it. You're captivated. And you don't want to be. and uh, But it's got a lot of cool stuff. I like it. Um, Night of the Demons remake. Fun film. I didn't even know it existed until I happened to pick it up one time. And then uh, Housewife. Uh, the uh, What's his name? Ken Evernall, uh, who made Baskin. This is his second movie. Okay, okay. This is a really good movie that kind of slipped right under the radar. And uh, I do like it a lot. And then Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. My argument with this is Silent Night, Deadly Night One, Part One. Everyone is like, "Well, this is just a retread of that." Shows the greatest hits of that in the first half, and then it has its own movie. What's the problem? The first one had pacing issues, so watch the second one. You get all the best parts of the first one, and then all the hilariously bad moments of the second one. It's a win-win. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two is is the one to watch, in my opinion. Not that I think the first one's way better. Be a get the first one in this movie. It doesn't get better than that. So there you go. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. 
keep it with the Christmas theme, all the creatures were stirring. Another one that kind of got blasted a little bit. Yep, I, I'm one of those people that kind of blasted it. I, I, I get it. It's pretty limited on its horror, but I do find it to be a pretty good time. Keeping more with the Christmas theme is Santa's sleigh. Yeah. There ho, you go. Ho, ho's. Yeah, people hate this movie. I, I, I like it too. Uh, next up is Drive-In Massacre. Uh, this one's a really weird Severn release. Strange film. Uh, but it's strange for them to release it because it's really pretty tame in a lot of regards, but it's a good time. Uh, Redneck Zombies. That one's one that gets blasted quite a bit, but I, I like it a lot. Here's one that's going to be controversial. The Predator, the new one. I freaking yeah. love the new Predator movie. It's okay. I saw it three, four times, I think, in the theater. Yeah, you've I seen loved it a bunch. It. And I still love this movie. I got the 4K. I love this movie. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Um, now, this one's gotten a cult following again. It's one of those that now has kind of gotten the attention. But when it came out, this movie cost a dude his career. Yep. It was yeah, it so so uh, harshly regarded. Um, an up-and-coming actor's career was um, shot because of the negative reception of this movie. Yep. Um, Puppet Master. Pretty much the entire franchise. Um, I like these movies. Uh, yeah, I, I was looking at that franchise, and uh, I agree. Like, one has its fans, but then when you get into, like, two and three, those are the big two that are universally kind of loved. Yeah. And then everything after that falls off a cliff. Yeah, even the new one. The, yeah, the Little even, Strike people didn't like, too. Little Strike is my favorite of the franchise. Yeah, so. it's, it's I think, probably the best one in a lot of ways. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's pretty good stuff. Yep. No, I, I like that that franchise pick. Return of the Living Dead 2. That movie hits most of the marks of the first one, except it makes it a kids-on-bike movie. What's wrong with that? Yep. Today, I'm surprised this movie has not blew up as a cult-following type movie. It has its following. It likes it. But for the majority of people, they just still don't like it. And I think it's because it retreads the first one. But again, who cares? This one's more for kids. It's fun. And uh, I have a really good time with uh, Return of the Living Dead 2. The Devil's Doorway, uh, another non-exploitation flick. It's mm -hmm. a good one. The Midnight Man, an IFC Midnight movie that people did not like. And I did. An England film. Yep. Uh, it, it's got, got him in it and a lot of good stuff to it. Unfriended. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Yep. Carnage Park, another Mickey Keating movie. Fender Bender, a good Mm -hmm. slasher throwback one of the better ones actually in a lot of ways I, I like this movie a lot really cool idea throws a twist into that story yeah evidence of a haunting a weird little um paranormal found footage movie desolation an ifc midnight movie that, that got hated more than it should have um insidious sequels almost all of them got blasted a little harder than they should very true i'm um, a cool little um modern take on summer camp slashers is a movie called summer camp a lot of people haven't seen it and the people that did didn't like it i did i think it's actually a pretty good modern horror film i do recommend checking that one out and to finish off the list is escape from tomorrow uh the weird disney movie oh yeah yeah where okay. they shot it at disney world and uh it that movie is really weird and i kind of get why people don't like it but at the same time i wish it was better liked because it's actually a pretty fun movie um so yeah that's my list yeah you recently just got me a copy of that yep i uh 
Well, to be fair, that was that was. I think Steve picked it up for you, and I was like, he he needs to get that. I think he's gonna want it. Yeah. So, no, it's it's a great movie. Um, it's it's a hard to find movie now too. I think that's probably because Disney probably does not want that out there. At all. No. Um. <laughs> so. But yeah, if you don't know the story of that one, it somehow got made and it was shot guerrilla style in mostly Disney World. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird movie. Yeah, I do like it a lot actually. But yeah, all sorts of cool stuff. That reminds me, a guy at work the other day wore an Ice Nine Kills T-shirt into work, mm-hmm. and it was the Mickey Mouse face with the X's yeah. over his eyes and the fangs and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, he got some weird weird looks. And, like, one person asked him, like, what the did they do to Mickey? I mean, he was, like, almost offended that <laughs> I was like, dude, it's a band, man. It's it's fine. Yeah, but what did they do to Mickey Mouse? And I'm like, dude, just chill. It's, it's, it's a shirt. It's merch from a band. <laughs> like, he was getting all offended on Mickey's behalf that Ice Nine Kills, I guess, killed him. I don't know what he was thinking, but it was well, pretty I, funny. I guess the South Park episode of The, the Mouse... Had has gotten to him a little bit. Yep. Uh, you know, he's he's afraid of the mouse coming after him. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, freaking Disney's probably gonna shut us down already just for just for talking about it. Oh well. Yeah. Who cares? Probably. Black <laughs> SUVs pull up. Yeah. Freaking Disney start start bashing heads, man. Oh well. Not a good time for sure. It's getting towards my bedtime though, so we're gonna have to start signing off. You got anything yep. you wanna you wanna add before we close this off? Nope. I uh, just encourage to you know if you didn't like some of these movies that we talked about today, and and, it, and admittedly we both yeah. had mentioned movies that each other didn't like. Yeah. Give them another shot. You may you may learn to like them. Yeah, rewatches are always a good thing. You know, I mean, everyone has limited time watching movies, and you know. With some of them you don't like, it's hard to find the time to yep. watch a movie you didn't like, but to rewatch it. But sometimes it it really does. Yep. It'll show you a movie you love now, you know. And so, hate to see you miss out on a movie you might potentially love at, love based on you know, you know, because any number of things could happen the first time you watch a movie. Improper expectations. Mm-hmm. Talked about that a little bit, you know. Not you know your tastes change over time, stuff like that, all sorts of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, so. no, I hear you. All right, everybody, comment how uh, you know how Friday well, the Thirteenth Part Eight is the the best Friday. There we go. You know, if if you say that, you're correct, and everybody else is wrong. Whoa. So uh, we're gonna sign off of here tonight before no. the death threats really start coming. No, uh, I don't even. I'm not going that. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. It's been a good episode. Talk about some great movies. Give them a shot. Yep. I agree. So y'all have a good one. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.